Hello, hello, everyone. This is my third attempt at recording <laughs> this episode. The first time someone texted me and I had forgot to turn my ringer off and that has become a bad habit of mine. And then the second time um, something went wrong with the record button. So here I am. Third time's the charm, hopefully. So welcome back to Consciously Reparenting Christie's Adventures in Self-Healing. Today I'm here to really just ramble on and chat and let you guys know where I'm at, what's been going on with me for the past week or so. Um, Last week was a really heavy week for me and even into the weekend. Today's really the first day that I've kind of been snapped out of it. Um, And so yeah, I'm just here to kind of chat. So I invite you to grab a tea or grab a glass of wine or grab a glass of water or coffee or whatever and sit back and enjoy. As usual, I'm not sure how long today's episode will be. Um, Once I get rambling, I tend to just keep going on and on and on. So we'll see how today's episode turns out. So In my last episode, I talked about some of the deep dive inner child healing I had been doing the week before last. And, you know, last week I feel like that was all kind of integrating and processing. And there was a lot of stuff that was sort of releasing. But I know that there's also been a lot of astrological things and kind of things just happening out in the cosmos that are affecting us on this level of collective consciousness and then individual consciousness as well. And I think that was a big contributor last week and over the weekend to how I have been feeling. So my ego, oh lordy. I did a very short blog post yesterday about kind of how loud my ego has been and how overwhelming it has been and how she's really just kind of taken me over. Um, I'm feeling a lot better today, but (laughs) it was a really, really long week last week and, you know, I... I'm so grateful for one of the mentors that I have. She talks about just the energy that's kind of in the air all the time. That's kind of how I picture it. The energy that's kind of floating around and affecting us all. And I had messaged her one evening, must have been last week. And I said, what is going on? Like, is this normal? I'm having so many ups and downs and highs and lows, like one minute I'm just absolutely miserable and things feel so difficult. The next minute I'm just in a totally beautiful space of just being and gratitude and all of these different things. And it was honestly becoming so exhausting. I was becoming so overwhelmed. And then over the weekend, my ego was just raging. She was having such a party for herself and it really dragged me down. Um, So I also talked about this. Did I talk about this? I don't know. I posted somewhere. I mentioned how in the quote-unquote old self or in the olden days of my journey, 
I would have called this depression because that's really what it was feeling like. I was just feeling like I could hardly get out of bed. Doing even small tasks took so much energy and then I would do one thing like I would get up to do the dishes and then have to go and sit down and just like numb out for an hour and just like watch Netflix or scroll social media. So I literally last week, I don't think I did anything really other than rest (laughs) in terms of, you know, self-healing. And I know that that has been a big part of what's going on in the collective right now as well is we are, you know, last week was kind of a time of rest. And I don't know, like, I don't know the details about all the retrogrades and the eclipses and the, I mean, my kind of basic knowledge is I pay attention to when there's a new moon and when there's a full moon. And that's only because we live on a farm and the contrast between the two in nature is so amazing. The full moons are so bright. It, it just lights everything up. And then the new moons are super dark. And then you can see all of the stars and all those fun things. So that's kind of the extent of my knowledge. I don't dive too deeply into astrology, but I know that last week, just based on some of the mentors and the people that I follow and some of the things that they were posting about and discussing, um, was last week was for a lot of us, a big time to just kind of rest and digest. A lot of us have also been doing a lot of this deep healing, right? So you, you, I mean, the deep healing and and doing the work is fantastic and fantastic and it's wonderful and amazing and it's so necessary, but you also have to take the time to let all of that process and integrate and really just give yourself that time to rest Because you can't always be go, go, go super intense with your healing all the time. You have to be able to let go every now and then. So last week I had a very kind of slow week, what I would maybe call a quote unquote lazy week. Um, I did, you know, kind of the, just the basics of house cleaning, cooking, you know, supper for my family and I spent time watching Netflix. I spent probably too much time on social media. Um, It must have been Saturday night or maybe even last night. I fell down the rabbit hole of like online drama and YouTube drama and... (laughs) I texted my sister and I said, oh, I just fell down the rabbit hole of all this YouTube drama and I feel like garbage now. And I did. Like, I literally felt sick to my stomach. So that's another sign that my ego was really in the driver's seat is because I allowed myself to be unconscious in those aspects of social media and just mindless content consumption. And I know for me personally, not for everyone, but for me personally, that always drags me down. So I had to, you know, (laughs) really watch myself today because I woke up this morning and One of the first things that I saw, and uh, I really, I, for me, myself, I need to get in the habit of not jumping on social media as like one of the first things I do when I wake up. But I think a lot of us have that habit, um, unfortunately. And um, so this morning I woke up, I kind of just stretched around for a couple minutes and then I jumped on social media. And one of the first things that I saw 
was how it was an article. I didn't read the article. I just looked at the kind of pictures of the headline and then someone had shared a few lines or paragraphs from the article. But it was all about how, you know, uh, uh, it just boggles my mind. People who have not gotten so wrapped up in the mass hysteria of this coronavirus thing are essentially being <laughs> being portrayed as mentally ill and that people who you know haven't gotten wrapped in that snowball of fear <laughs> may have psychopathic tendencies that's literally like psychopathic behaviors was literally the words that were used and so <laughs> I just have to laugh because it's such a dense, heavy 3D thing to be trying to now get everyone to think that these people who haven't let the fear overtake them are mentally ill. Like, this is the point that things are at right now. So anyway, I woke up, I saw that, and... I uh, kind of started to go down the rabbit hole a little bit. I went to this woman's Instagram account and, you know, she's been sharing just kind of different things about ma the, you know, mainstream media and Bill and Melinda Gates and mandatory vaccines, da, da 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 all these different things. And I stopped myself. Thank goodness I was aware and conscious enough to say, you know what? No, because I know that if I let myself fall down that rabbit hole again, you know, it's possible that kind of like my whole day will be shot. So I stopped myself. Um, and I, uh, I have felt a lot better today, which is nice to say. So after last week of just feeling very slow, very kind of heavy, really up and down with my emotions, and also I was PMSing last week, and I feel that that a lot of the time tends to contribute to my emotional state as well. I get very impatient, very irritable. Um, you know, it was just a lot. It was a really long week last week. And then over the weekend, just my ego being out of control and, oh my goodness, just in this like absolute spiral of comparison and jealousy and, you know, thinking that, oh, I should, I should totally wipe my Instagram account and start fresh or I should totally start a completely new page or I should do this, I should do that. And, you know, it just, it really was a total spiral. So, Yesterday, I sat down and I wrote a little bit of a blog post. I sent an email out to my subscribers, you know, just kind of actually acknowledging and talking about how I was feeling and what was going on. Um, and then last night, I felt called to talk about one aspect of my story that I really haven't talked a lot about. And that's my relationship with my child's biological father. So I made a post about that on Instagram. 
Um, you guys, if you've listened to previous epi- episodes, if you follow me on social media, you know that this is part of my purpose. And this is also something that helps me to process and heal is to talk about my story, to share how I'm feeling, to, you know, share all aspects of my journey, not just, you know, the quote unquote highlight reel. Because when you're doing this inner work, <laughs> when you're really in the thick of it, until you kind of get to the top of that hill and then things become a little bit smoother sailing, there really aren't all that many days or times where you have a highlight reel because you're in the trenches of your healing. You're facing your shadows. You're facing the things that are so uncomfortable to look at and to sit with. And it's so painful sometimes that it's almost, you know, you have these moments of like, I want to give up, like, fuck this. Just let me go back to my old self, my old life. But I know that that would be much more painful and I would not be fulfilled at all if I did that. So I keep pushing on. But anyway, last night I shared a little bit of this story. Um, This aspect of my own shadow self. And then this morning I felt a lot better. I feel so much better today. It's amazing. And so I I did a short story on Instagram this morning about how how much can shift and change when you are willing to just actually acknowledge what's going on within you and to put words and shine a light on how you are feeling. Because when you let that sit inside of you and you let that fester and just like you, you're just, it's turning over and over in your mind and you can like, you feel heavy and sick in your body. Um, you know, that it, it just continues on that way. So until you journal it out or you write a blog post or you talk to someone or, you know, whatever it looks like for you, until you actually acknowledge and look and say how you're feeling, it's really hard for that energy to move and to release and let go. So I feel like last night and yesterday when I sort of opened up a little bit, I admitted and I talked about how I was feeling and you know, all that type of thing, it really helped to kind of snap me out of it is the phrase that keeps coming to me. And so that's what's been going on. I, um, I had posted last night, like I said, about a a little bit of my story with my child's biological father. And this is not something that I have spent much time sharing about. It's honestly not something I've spent much time actually doing self-healing work on either. And I know that there's a lot here that I do need to work on. And perhaps I will dive into this story a little bit for anyone who did not see my post last night. And I think that this is going to help me kind of open the door to working through some of this. So 
My child's father and I met when I was 19. We met online before meeting online was even really a thing. So these were kind of the early days of like even the early days of Facebook, I would say, because I think that shortly before that, Facebook was really new. Like you couldn't even get Facebook unless you like had a university or a college email address. So these were quite early days in in a sense of social media and internet and things like that. And, you know, meeting people online. So he's from Alberta. I live in Saskatchewan. And so we met online, and as I said in my post last night, at this point in my life, I was, not only did I have my childhood wounds that I was so completely unaware of, um, you know, looking back now, in hindsight, I can see a lot of the reasons of why I got into this relationship, but less than two years earlier, maybe even less than a year, maybe like a year to a year and a half um, before I met him, I had ended an abusive relationship that I was in for three years of my teenhood. And so I was, I was wounded. I was so wounded. I was so hurt. I had, I mean, even, even at that time, and this was, my son is 12 now. So this was like 13 years ago, this whole world of self-healing and being conscious of yourself and your wounds was not really a thing. It was not as quote unquote mainstream as it is now. So I had no idea of all these unconscious wounds that I was carrying. And I was in this pattern of falling fast for any man who showed interest in me. And this was a pattern that (laughs) was ongoing for years in my life. So I was easily manipulated. I fell for a lot of lies. And online, that's a really easy thing to do because you're not face to face with a person. Um, you know, it's it's harder to gauge and and not judge what they're saying, but you know what I mean? To to really be a little bit more in touch with the things that they're saying. And so it was a whirlwind. We quote unquote fell in love. Um, I had gone to university in the fall of when, of, um, God, what year would it have been? 2006. And before that university school year ended, I was pregnant. And looking back now, I'm, Right now, I'm in a space of being a little bit hard on myself because it's it's easy to judge your your younger self, especially when they were maybe a little bit foolish. And I know that's that's a judgment, but I'm just talking through this really as I as I'm recording this episode. So forgive me for maybe a little bit more of the unconscious and judgmental things I might say about my younger self. So at this time I'm 20. Um, you know, we honestly sometimes I don't know what we were thinking, but we decided to have a baby. And then you know, I I had a baby. <laughs> 
And I, something that I have never admitted to anyone up until last night was my son was not an accident, quote unquote accident or quote unquote mistake. And that's not something I've ever really stood up and owned. I think maybe my mom probably had an inkling because she's very intuitive that way. She essentially knows everything. Um, but, you know, I don't know how many other people would have kind of intuited that. So just me opening up and kind of talking about this is a really big step for me. It uncovers a lot of emotions and a lot of things that I know I need to work through and to kind of deal with and heal. So, you know, he was living in Alberta. I was living in Saskatchewan. When the university school year ended, I moved, I moved back to my hometown and he moved in with me. And boy, oh boy, did I get a look at what this person was really like. And over the weeks, months, I honestly don't even remember how long we lived together for, um, I came to the realization that I did not want to be in this relationship anymore. It wasn't working. It was becoming very toxic. Um, my grandma had passed away that April and he said to me one time, you know, I was in a very deep period of grief because she was the most special person to me. She was the most special person I had in my life. So I was grieving, um, understandably. And there was one instance where he said to me essentially to just get over it. And that has always stuck with me and it has stuck in my mind and I still hold a lot of bitterness and resentment towards him for making a comment like that. <clears throat> so, you know, things like that. And then things like he, you know, little, quote unquote, little things, but not helping with the dishes. And, you know, he would play video games for 12 hours a day. And I, I essentially decided that I didn't want to be raising two children is how I kind of have always looked at it or thought of it. <clears throat> and so as a pregnant 20 year old, I made the decision to split up with him. So he moved out, he moved back to Alberta and I had this baby. <laughs> and you know, that's really it. He came back to Saskatchewan for the birth. So he was here for that. And then when my son was about six months old, I traveled out to Edmonton where my aunt was living at the time to visit her. And then, um, I, that's the only time that he has seen his son. So it's been 12 years basically. And he has not had any apparent real actual true interest there have been some back and forths years ago when my son was very very young like toddler age where he had said he wanted to come and visit and etc etc and I knew from the beginning that I never wanted to be one of those parents who poisoned their child against the other parent so I was very careful 
you know, not to talk badly about him to my son. I was very conscious and aware of just not wanting to be that person. So at no point, you know, as unhappy as I may have been about it, at no point did I ever stop him from coming to see my son. I never, I never did any of that. And, you know, years go by and I kind of forget that he actually exists. And then in, I want to say 2014, my son would have been maybe in grade one or two. And his father contacted me and he said, hey, I would like to come and visit. Um... And, you know, I hadn't had any contact with him for years, literally. And it really shook me. It really, I, I got into quite a panic. That was my initial reaction was I panicked. Um, you know, I went so far as to go to my lawyer and see, like, just talk to him about this. Um, and so I got back to him and I said, okay, well, you know, Jaken is old enough that, no, actually, you know, what happened first is we got into it a little bit. Um, you know, I, I simply asked him, why now? Why, now that your son is seven years old, are you wanting to come around and visit? And, you know, he just kept saying, it's my right. I'm his father. It's my right. And he, and this is something that he always did, is he he played the victim and tried to make me seem like I was such a bad person. And like, I had always tried to keep him from my son and <clears throat> all of these different things. So I was, I was panicking and I was feeling very bitter and I was feeling very angry towards him because he was just pull pulling the same old shit essentially. So I had calmed down enough and, and I said, you know, he's old enough that he can read and write. So why don't you send him an email? You two can correspond back and forth for a little bit. And then we can, you know, talk about you coming to visit. And he had even made the comment about, you don't even have to tell him who I am. Just tell him I'm a friend of yours. So, I mean, that just makes me sick to my stomach, honestly. So he emailed my son and my son emailed him back and then he emailed my son back and my son emailed him back and then nothing. He never ever responded. So now my son is, we'll say approximately seven years old, six or seven, and he knows now he has, you know, he's, he's spoken with his father. He's, he's so excited and he's, in this odd stage or age where he is and isn't old enough to understand what's going on. So, you know, for weeks afterwards, it was, when is he going to email me back? When am I going to hear back from him? And so this has been about six years now and still nothing. I, he, he has not contacted me since then. 
And so, you know, just throughout my own journey of healing and growing up, honestly, because I mean, we were, I was 20 when we were together. That's still a very young age. So just growing up, having some life experience, gaining some wisdom. And like I said, my own healing, um, last fall, I emailed him a picture of my son and I said, Hey, this is first day of school, you know, very exciting. And he replied back just with a little blurb and that was it. So that's essentially our relationship and our journey in a nutshell. Um, as I said earlier, I have a lot of emotions and a lot of things to still work through in regards to this. Because like I said, you know, years, time passes. I mean, time, yes, it's a man-made concept. Yes, it's an illusion. (laughs) But it, it also just keeps on ticking. And I honestly forget about his existence a lot of the time. And so this isn't something that I've really sat down and taken the time to address. Honestly, a lot of it is probably just out of avoidance, out of embarrassment and shame and guilt. Um, uh, That's something that I agonized over when my son was very, very young was, is he going to resent me when he's older because I split up with his father? Um, I don't think he does. But, you know, there's, like I said, there's a lot of emotion attached, attached to this. And one of the reasons I think I haven't shared this part of my journey and talked a lot about this is because I haven't wanted to give him anything to hold against me or to use against me, you know, if he were to ever fight for custody or anything like that. I didn't want to give him even one little thing that he could take and say and, you know, show lawyers or show a judge and say, look at, look at what she's saying about me. Look at what she's doing. And I know that he would try to do that anyway, because as I said, he's, he's a manipulator. He's always played the victim card. And who knows, maybe this podcast episode will find its way to him somehow, someday, some way. I don't know. Um, but I feel as though I have healed enough I don't have the fear anymore that I once had about those aspects of, you know, really just wanting to keep quiet because I was scared of, I was scared of him and not in that physical way, but in that way of, I don't want to give him anything to use against me or to turn around and throw back in my face. I've also come to more of a place of peace um, when it comes to the fact that God only knows what he has told people about me. Um, I know some of the things actually that he has said about me and that was many, many years ago. Um, You know, he, he just mutual friends, people we were both kind of in contact with. And one woman in particular, he had been talking to her and saying, yeah, she's keeping my child from me. She's quite the bitch and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, so I know that he has said these things and possibly is still saying them, but I've come to a, a place of peace with that. And I know he's going to say whatever he's going to say. I can't control him. I can't silence him and whatever, you know, if, if he <laughs> is still playing those games of manipulation, which he clearly is, um, then all the power to him, honestly. There was quite a few years ago, um, I would say maybe about seven years ago. I don't know. Timeline doesn't matter. Um, he had, I don't think I had him on Facebook, but I think maybe one of my relatives did. And he had posted, I so I could, his... Facebook, I was able to look at it because we had a mutual Facebook friend or something like that. And he had posted on his Facebook a happy birthday to Jaken, our son. And his mother had replied and she said something along the lines of, you've been such a good father to him you've done such a good job at meeting all of his needs and taking care of him. So that right there shows me that he's lying and manipulating because in what fantasy world has he been such a good father? Um, like I just, I can't, I still years later can't quite wrap my head around that one um, and it honestly just kind of makes me like laugh in disbelief because I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. So that's, uh, that's that. And I hope that sharing about this will help me to further shift and further heal and further come to a place of, I don't know, just letting it go even more. It's a really interesting thing. Um, you know, forgetting for long periods of time that he is existing out there in the world, but then also knowing that there's this one thing that bonds us together and like that bond will never be broken. It's a very like interesting dynamic. It almost kind of fucks with my head a little bit because this is not a person I want to be connected with. This is not a person to be a hundred percent honest. I want anything to do with the only reason I would ever have anything to do with him would be if my son showed interest in being in contact with him. And that's not for my benefit. That's for my son's benefit. So thanks for listening, guys. I wasn't actually really planning on sharing about that um, in this episode, but that's what it turned into. So as usual, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, I'm here. I do, well, I shouldn't say this, 
because <clears throat> who knows how this week will go. But I do hope to be sitting down this week to work on some more inner child healing. So once that is done, I will be recording another episode at, in that kind of what you might call series of episodes of talking and sharing about my inner child healing. But again, we'll see how the week goes. Um, today I'm feeling really good, but I'm I'm trying not to push myself super hard. Um, so hopefully if I, if I just kind of take things slow, I'll be able to get some healing done for myself this week. So anyway, again, thank you for listening. You can find all of my social media, my contact info, my website in the description of this podcast episode. And if you feel so inclined, you may share this with your friends, invite them to listen. And at any point, I am open to do healing sessions and readings for you if you are interested in diving into your own healing journey. I'm here to mentor you and help you through that. So take care, guys. Thanks.